Hi everyone, this is Amanda with Dating Will Be the Death of Me, and I'm so happy to have a special guest on today. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. Thank you so much. So my name is Sherry Ruane, and I am the founder of a mobile app called Blackbook. And um, I guess, you know, I think maybe what is maybe interesting is that um, I'm actually trained as a landscape architect. So I design parks and playgrounds and that's really my jam and has been my jam for decades at this point. Um, wow. But during the pandemic, I started to sort of get this itch, like I want to do something and make something that maybe doesn't exist. And um, I just really felt motivated to try this. And so as a non-tech person, um, I went out into the world and um, teamed up with a development, um, you know, a bunch of people that do app development and made this app. So this is kind of a totally new adventure for me, but it did, it was born out of uh, what I would like to call my active dating phase. <laughs> That's so cool. Like two totally different, <laughs> two totally different yeah, things. That could not, could not be more, well, maybe it could be more different, but it's pretty different, <laughs> right? Like I'm the one that, uh, we're the ones that draw plans and do construction documents and we're, you know, leading community process and I have a team of 33 people. So I'm, you know, I'm like in corporate management and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, um, I'm going to develop an app because, you know, why not? <laughs> that is really cool. Can I ask you like where you're based out of? Sure. Yeah. I'm in Boston. My, um. My office for work is in Boston. Girl, I'm in Boston. Oh, we got to get together. What? I'm, I'm <laughs> Now I'm like, I, I'm mad at myself. I didn't ask you any of these questions. Yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. And Somerville's beautiful. So I'm going to yeah, credit all coming, of that to it's you. It's coming along. I'll <laughs> tell you. I've been here for 20 years. It is a different place than it was 20 years ago. That's so funny. So, okay. So you said that the app kind of came out of your active dating yeah um, and it's funny because your podcast name dating will be the death of me and I was like oh man I feel that deep. <laughs> it like it's one it's funny because I was gonna have it be called dating sucks but I was like that's not strong enough no it's so true it's so <laughs> true I also sort of love the because you know it's like you really reserve the blank will be the death of me for really things that will truly feel like the and I'm like yeah dating is absolutely in that category <laughs> what has been your dating experience so dating in Boston is hard it is hard and so of course I was on many many apps mm -hmm. right and um you know full disclosure I'm not I'm not afraid to share the um good bad and ugly of my <laughs> my dating life um, you know, I was, so I was in, I got married, um, back in 2001 to an awesome guy who mm -hmm. I'm still incredibly close friends with and awesome co-parents with. But when we got together, I was like, Hey, heads up, I'm by, I don't really know what that means for you or me or mm -hmm. anyone really, but <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, just full disclosure. You know? Um, so about 10 years into our marriage, um, you know, we were like, I said, Hey, I really miss being with women. And he was like, okay, well, let's figure that out. And so we looked at maybe a different modality of what marriage meant. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, we did that for about five years. And then finally we sort of came to the mutual conclusion as painful as it was, is that, you know what, 
this has been awesome. We have two great kids. We've got a house. We're like doing our thing, but maybe we shouldn't be married. And so we both agreed and um, began sort of the separation process. Um, and I would say that at that time, I really re-engaged with dating in uh, sort of an aggressive, <laughs> aggressive mindset that was like, the answer is never one or the other. The answer is always like, I just want it all, right? I want yeah. both. Somebody can meet me at three o'clock on a Saturday. Well, somebody else better be able to meet me at 7 p.m. on Saturday. <laughs> I was totally just embracing, loving, meeting all these new people. It wasn't always about sex. It was, you know, it was about like connecting with people that I would never have overlapped with. Um, and actually one of them, interestingly enough, had developed an app and it had gotten bought by Tinder. And so that probably oh, wow. planted the seed for this actually. Um, but I was on, you know, a bunch of different apps and I'm talking to a bunch of different people. And so, you know, the way my workflow, my dating workflow <laughs> would be, I'd meet somebody on the app, we'd match, we'd chat on the app for a couple of days, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, based on what app you're on, you can share pictures or you can't, you can do video or you can't. And so typically I would move off the app into a secure messaging platform where I wasn't sharing personal information yet, but it sort of freed up the conversation. And then if things went well, we were texting. So mm -hmm. now it's like, holy cow, exponential platforms here, right? If you're on three apps with three different people on each app and you're on three different platforms, it's like, oh my gosh, there's like, you know, three to the third power. All of right, a sudden. right. Um, that's a lot of conversation that is a lot, mostly for me, text-based. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of details that were shared and I was having trouble keeping track. So I'll admit there were some embarrassing moments <laughs> <laughs> in this process where, um, you know, and again, full disclosure, I was dating men, women, couples, I was dating everybody, um, and having so much fun, uh, very safely, just for the record, um, <laughs> But I found myself uh, more than once, and I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this, but more than once I was like, uh, hey, so remind me what you do again. And they're like, yes. yeah, Sherry, for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh man, yeah. I need a system for this. <clears throat> so I had a journal, just a regular blank journal, and I would write in there. I would just communicate with myself, like keep track of that. And then one night I was talking to my friends and I was like, there's gotta be an app for this. And so I searched and searched and searched and I didn't find anything. And so I just was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to do this. So of course it takes time and money to do this. And um, long ago, I'll admit, I'm a little bit vain. Long ago, <laughs> I decided, at some point in my life, I'm going to want a facelift. Um, I just am. I just had decided that. And so those that. things are expensive. <laughs> yeah. I want to get a good one. So I started saving. And there's this, like, what I referred to fondly as the facelift fund. Everybody in my life knows about it. My kids know. <laughs> they're all horrified, by the way. Uh, I'm alone in my unapologetic reverence for the facelift. <laughs> but I was like, I'm just going to say, you know, like, 200 bucks here, 500 bucks there. Like I got a bonus one year. I put half of it in like, you know, just re fondly referred to as the facelift fund. And I was like, you know what? I'm draining the facelift fund. I'm going to oh. use it to build this app much to the rejoicing of all of my friends. And family. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, that 
was sort of how it was funded. And in the pandemic, I had more time because uh, I wasn't, you know, out and about as mm-hmm. much. And so that was sort of how it was born. That I I love that. I'm still like the facelift fund is cracking me out. I'm going to jump back a little bit. What, yeah. When you first got on the apps, like it is so overwhelming and I am with you. Like I've definitely been, I'm not, I don't remember things about people until I'm in person with them and like face to face. So yes. yeah, I, I've even been like, oh yeah. So you're like the engineer and person's been like, no, actually um, I'm a teacher. And I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, no, that's what I meant. Like you're an engineer of like minds, <laughs> right. right? That's what I was going for. It's, it, it's embarrassing, but also like understandable because how should you remember something about someone yeah especially if you're doing anything other than dating right right if you have a job and a pet and kids and a hobby that your brain only has so much space yes data well and like you were saying during the pandemic I just I feel like my brain has just it's in survival mode still where I'm only going to remember the important things and I'm only going to focus on the important things and until you prove to me that I should remember anything about you uh, I might not <laughs> so yeah no fair enough right it's almost like casual until proven otherwise yes oh my gosh yeah that and and that that's dating that is dating yeah, now and that is dating <laughs> that is dating right yeah. <laughs> so t- I don't know if you mentioned the name of your app yeah black book so it's it's called Black Book, and the A is the at sign because, of course, it is. That's just what you do these days. Um, and, and there is a website that explains it. And, of course, um, all many names are taken now. So yeah. the website is blckbkapp.com. So it's like Black Book with no vowels, mm-hmm. app.com. And there you can learn more about the app. It's available on um, Apple and Google Play. It's free. Um, it's 100% private. Your data is not sold. I'm learning as I'm talking to potential users that that is super important because they're like, wait, it's free. You must be selling my data. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's free because right now I just want a ton of people to download it, use it and tell me how to make it better. Right. Once I feel like I have critical mass and some functionality, then I'll figure out if it's how to monetize it and what. But right now, that's less of a priority because it's such a simple app. Like my monthly costs are like Amazon server and full disclosure, I only have like 600 downloads. So I'm not like taking over the, you know, free world with this app yet. So I don't need uh, a whole server farm to keep track of this. So mm-hmm. my, my monthly costs are fairly minimal. Um, and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to keep it going. I'm going to get it out there and connect with the dating world industry in yeah. whatever way so that's why i reached out to you because i've heard your podcast and i was like yeah i think i should reach out and see if she wants to chat with me about this yeah. it's different another thing i like about it is i'm not competing with the dating apps of which there are 1800 by the way there are 1800 um, yeah there are 1800 and so it's like if you've got a thing there's an app for that right oh my there's gosh, wow if you're you know if you're into whatever it is, chess, music, there's an app for you, astrology. Um, It doesn't matter if you like to talk to people on video first, there's this new app out that is, I think is a super cool idea is that you 
uh, put in criteria, you match, and your first obligation is to have a video chat, but your photos are blurry. And the more oh. you talk, the clearer your video becomes. I'm like, Wait, oh, that's so smart, right? That's, like, yeah. so many cool apps, yeah. That's, that's almost like a game, like right? you're encouraged like, or like motivated to to keep the That's conversation right. going. That's so funny. And I think it actually, it plays back on that thinking of like casual till proven otherwise. It's like, you got to keep me in this. Yeah. You, Wait, <laughs> you oh know, my gosh, that's so interesting. Enough that I want to keep talking to you. And then it's like that slowly but surely your video gets more and more clear, um, which I think is smart because I think it also takes out the, you know, the, the really quick reaction to an yeah. aesthetic, which you know, I think we all know that we have people in our lives that were like, that person's amazing. Would I have like talked to them on the street if I'd seen them? Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. And that's something that I've talked about with one of my coworkers. He's like, I had to get off the apps because I was just judging people off their looks and I didn't want to do that. And that's so much of what dating apps are, right. which is why I specifically, I like hinge a lot because you can tell right away if someone puts effort into making their profile. Right. Because I do look more for, you know, what are your answers to your questions and like what do you put on your profile to make you to show who you are. Right. Be because right. yeah, looks are superficial and yeah, you can have preferences or you're allowed to think people are attractive or unattractive, but especially because I've had so so many good and bad experiences with dating I'm like I, that is not what I'm going to focus on I, I would really right. rather someone tell me who they are than just Completely. look a certain way because even the person you find like most attractive right and this is I'm sure this has happened to everybody who's listening mm -hmm. is you find somebody you're like oh my gosh this person's so attractive and then you meet them and you're like oh my god <laughs> no way yeah like just no way it's like, so disappointing <laughs> There's no amount of aesthetic beauty that's going to overcome in my, for me anyway, you know, yeah. bigotry or close minded. Like that's it. It's a game changer for me. You start talking about something. If you are clearly exhibiting a closed minded mm -hmm. mindset, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. It doesn't matter how hot you are. <laughs> I know we used to, in college, I had a friend who there, there was a soccer player and he was like literally chiseled. Like a god <laughs> sat there and made him out of marble and right. put him on the earth. And we're like, what a waste of a face. Because he was such yeah. an asshole. <laughs> we're like, you suck. Right. But yeah, no, it I I totally, totally agree. Some people can look past the <laughs> the yeah. substance of someone for the looks, and that's not worth it to me at all. Yeah. No, and every and to your point, right? You're allowed. Yeah. Everyone's allowed to have their own way of engaging. But I think one of the things that I'm finding um, that's been helpful for me about the app is like you can enter just notes about the person, right? And you can save photos and then you can favorite them. So it's like, oh, I was really getting along with this person. They're going to the top of my list. But then you could like have a date and there could be just a little something that was mentioned or you're like, hmm, mm -hmm. you can put that in there. And then next time you go out, Right, right before you go, you can sort of scan the profile and be like, right, last time I was with this person, they said something that made me pause. So you can just be a little bit more present, not only for them and remember that they're a teacher, yeah. but also for yourself and remember, right, 
this person might not be the person for me. And I, you know, maybe instead of being overly optimistic, I should be a little bit more mindful and, and listen and observant. Yeah. And, and sometimes, and when I felt like it's been hard to do that in person, even I'm like, well, maybe I just shouldn't be dating right now because clearly there's something else that's taking my mind away. Right. But I, I do love that because if you are actively dating and going on dates with multiple people, it is hard even sometimes in person after you've met them to be like, wait, what did we do? Or what did they say? Yeah. So I, I love yeah. that being able to kind of reflect after and, and jot down some notes and, and just remember. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it's what I do at work, right? I have a meeting with a client and I take notes and then, so it's not a different uh, you know, workflow. Frankly. Right. Right. <laughs> I love that. So what, have you had any like absolutely horrible dating experiences? So, um, you know, it's funny. I knew you were going to ask this question and I was like, this is where the question becomes, how much does one share <laughs> with the world? Um, absolutely. I've had horrible dating experiences. And I think what I've learned from them, maybe which is most important, um, is that it's worth standing up for yourself mm. early and often. So I'll give you an example. I met this guy out um, and it was like, you know, walked in and I was like, okay, not exactly what I'd imagined based on the photos that were on the profile and what we had talked about. Yeah. But not, you know, let's see how this goes. Um, and he was clearly such a dick. And <laughs> instead of just being like, you know what, I got to go. This isn't a good fit. I sort of endured because I'm like, oh, you know, he came all this way. We should at least have a drink. Like, I'll give it one hour. Mm -hmm. It's like I knew within five minutes he was worth one minute of my time. Yeah. And then I proceeded to give him 55 more minutes of my time. And I left there feeling a little bit icky. I'll be honest with you. I was okay. like, God, that person is not somebody that I would ever want to be associated with. And I just spent an hour in public, um, you know, talking with them and mm -hmm. sort of listening and trying to have more of a friendly dialogue and not like shut him down when he said things that maybe I found like viscerally mm -hmm. offensive. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I will never do that again. I will never um, sort of supersede my own gut feeling um, for somebody else that I owe nothing to. Now, if this yeah. person were genuinely nice human and it just wasn't a good fit, sure, I'll have a drink for an hour and we'll talk about things because having a connection and a conversation with somebody, that's not, that doesn't you know, hurt my sensibilities at all. Right. But giving somebody who, in my opinion, is just a dick, um, more than 60 seconds, I just felt like that, that was a miss. And I need to be, I think, a little bit more vigilant. And it, for me, it's hard. I'm such a people pleaser <laughs> that it's hard for me to say something that I think is going to hurt someone's feelings. But meanwhile, this dude had sort of been, you know, in quotes, hurting my feelings yeah. for like a half hour, right? So it was like, what am I, what and am I doing? It was like, no, think, like he I wasn't affected, right? He was like, yeah, he thought he could say those things and there's no repercussions for him, so. Right, so if anything, I'm like, 
detracting from the universe by not setting this guy straight, at least in my own framework and being like, dude, I don't, I don't want to hear that. Like, don't say that to me or I'm that, that that's offensive to me, or I don't agree with that. And I find instead I was like, Oh, uh, really? Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't, Mm, you know yeah yeah being like uh what well two things come to mind when you tell that story because the first thing I want to say is like I think we're socialized to be polite yeah and to not to not like make a situation uncomfortable for someone else like we would much rather kind of yeah like take away our feelings or our emotions or like silence those to make someone else feel more comfortable and I don't think that that's something like you should like be ashamed of because that's what we're taught and like right like as a as, as a young woman like I've been told like I shouldn't <laughs> make right. you know make a stink about something and that's similar to what you're saying I've learned recently that I shouldn't it's my time. Even like 55 minutes in the grand scheme of things isn't a long time, but it's time. And that's time you'll never get back. So I've definitely been on dates where I've been in a similar situation. And I've also more recently been on dates where like, I've gotten up and left. And in the moment, it's just, it is uncomfortable. But I'm like, you should feel uncomfortable. What you're saying is uncomfortable. Right, right. So that's That's a, a, that is a valid uh, that's a valid cause, right? A yeah. Cause and effect to create. And even if, you know, maybe someone sitting next to you guys was listening and right. was like, whoa, that person got upset for no reason. It's still important to you and it's your time. That's so right. you should be able to leave. But the other thing that comes to mind is like, I don't know, being in Boston, like it's so easy for us in any other situation. I don't know if, if you're the same way, but like if someone says something absolutely offhand and like, on the tee or whatever it's so easy to like give them a dirty look or like shut them down but like on a date it's such an intimate kind of situation you make such a great point because I'm definitely the type of person when when I would go out with my girlfriends like in college like if a guy wasn't taking the hint and was like up in her face Mm -hmm. I was the one that would get up in his face and be like (laughs) dude back off like I was always the one that was like ready to pick a fight and when you know, when we were having, I mean, again, we continue to have mountains of like social, um, you know, unrest mm-hmm. and a lot of social issues around racism and, you know, transphobia mm-hmm. and whatever. And I'm always like, I dare somebody to say something in front of me, right? Yeah. Like I will be in their face in a heartbeat, but then I'm on a date and I'm suddenly like, oh, I don't want to piss this guy off. It's like, whoa, no. No, no, no. If anything, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, girl, well, like that's the time to be like, what? Yeah, so I definitely I learned a lot about myself on that particular date, and um, did a better screening process moving forward. Yeah, and also <laughs> I think I'm much more um, comfortable and confident in 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 shutting it down faster. That's so funny that like the screening process, I literally was on a phone call last night with someone that I'm, I was supposed to meet him tomorrow. And I just, out of the, you know, out of the conversation, we're talking about everything. And then I was like, oh, like, are you like an LGBTQ ally? And right. he said, 
I'm not against it, but I'm not for it. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> Thank you for saving me the effort and the time. Cause totally. And then he like texted me after and said, I'm not up to date with all the like acronyms, but I just want to let you know that I am pro gay rights. And I was like, no, this is you now trying to like backtrack and, and save Absolutely. face. But I was like, mm, you can't be, <laughs> I'm not against it, but I'm not for it. So you're not for it. Yeah, so that's, you're not for it. That's, right. that's the, the most yeah. important statement. Yeah, you're not for basic civil liberties for <laughs> yes. all humans. Got it. Yeah. Check, check, check. Cool, cool. Love that. Love that for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, what about a good date or like a good dating experience or a good experience on the apps? Because I don't want it to all be negative. <laughs> no, and it's not. And it's funny because when I first started the app and I was really, I was doing a ton of research and um, I was talking to um, a woman that I actually met on the apps and we were talking about the different apps. And so I had a very preconceived notion about like, well, I've never been on another app that I was on. And, and I said, well, that one's so much better. She goes, okay, I'll tell you what, you set up a profile on Tinder. I'll set up a profile on this app. And by the end of the day, let's see who has more high quality matches. And oh. I was like, all right, you're on. So I set up an app, a profile on Tinder. It was a very low effort <laughs> uh, profile, I will admit. And I start swiping. And I mean, I typically would not swipe right on a profile that didn't have a photo of their of their person right I just wouldn't but for whatever reason this profile comes up and it's like a landscape photo from like Nevada mm -hmm. but it was beautiful and as a landscape architect I have a you know deep appreciation for beautiful landscapes and I read the profile it was also very low effort but it was pretty funny and I was like all right I'll give this a shot so I swipe right and like an hour later, I get a message like, oh, you and this person have matched. I'm like, huh. <laughs> so we start chatting, we meet, and we've been dating for like 15 months. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my yeah, God. We're now like totally exclusive and like madly in love. And it's been amazing. And I have to say, I take back all of Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I love that that woman for like, challenging you and no it was great that's it was so great. funny was perfect yes it was like well you know what you haven't been on you got no room to even talk and then sure enough <laughs> I made this amazing match and so I circled back and was like I don't even care how many matches you got clearly I won <laughs> yes yeah yeah you're like I got the one that mattered that's right yeah <laughs> that's funny because I I definitely do have like there's a stigma with tinder for sure yeah but I I had only had like long-term relationships until right after college and they were all like people I had met naturally like in in life but mm -hmm. my first boyfriend post-college was from Tinder and then I feel like in my head everything changed and then Tinder became the hookup app and Bumble showed up and now right. Bumble's become kind of like a hookup app and Hinge is there so right. maybe I do need to to circle back to Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with 1,800, um, don't crazy. limit yourself. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I feel like, honestly, I actually think for people, not that I'm a dating coach, but I think it's good to be on one of the big apps, one of the top tier apps. But I also think it's worth investigating like a tier two or a tier three, what I've referred to them as, app that maybe is more specialized and more social like focused. And I'll, I'll give you an example. 
there's a new one out that's awesome. It's not in Boston yet, but it will be. It's in New York right now. Mm -hmm. It's called Foreplay, F-O-U-R-P-L-A-Y. Okay. And it was founded by these two women who were nurses, and they've recently left nursing to focus on this app full time. But the premise is it's a double dating app. So you make a profile with your friend and you know, so for in a heterosexual situation here, two girls make a profile and then two guys make a profile and they double date. And it's brilliant. I love that. It's safer. It's more fun. It's lower pressure. Who knows who you're going to connect with? Like you might think, oh, I'm going to like guy A, but then you meet and you like connect with guy B. Like, who knows? But I love it. And I think it's such a smart idea. And it's, it's gaining traction, but it's a smaller app. You know, it's more yeah. about quality and experience and really being present with sort of what you want to show up for and what you're asking other people to show up for. So uh, that's a uh, good one to consider. Oh, my gosh. And sorry, talk about like <laughs> my brain being a little bit um less on it but I'm just like foreplay f-o-u-r like four people yes brilliant brilliant it's very clever that's so cool yeah I was just I was just talking to my friend yesterday I was like oh we should do a double date um but yeah I was like oh it'd be weird like the the guys would have to vibe too for it to be normal but you know what it's so funny that you say that because I think that that actually is a challenge. But you know what's awesome is that on most dating apps, it's mostly guys, not on foreplay. It's mostly women. So guys need to get their act together, get over their, you know, latent homophobia and just create a profile with their buddy. Yeah. Because like the the field is, uh, it's a target rich environment. I feel like guys really need to get on the stick here. I like Um, that. But you you can join the wait list for other cities. And I think- LA and I think Chicago are sort of next up in the queue because they have enough critical mass. Okay. But Boston's definitely in the mix. I was going to ask you, because now that I know that you're like literally around the corner, what, because yeah. yeah, Boston's such an interesting city. For anyone who hasn't been to Boston, I feel like on the outside, from an outsider's perspective, well, I guess depending on what you've heard about Boston, there is like this air of, it's a city, so, you know, it must be fun and, <laughs> like, yeah. things are going on. But, like, for me, I've noticed dating is hard because it just feels really small here. Yeah. And I've lived here my whole life. So right. I I think the hardest part for me about dating in Boston is you just feel like you kind of run into the same people. And, like, on the apps, I see the same people all the time. But – yes up more where you are like there's a lot of really cool places like do you have a specific place that you would always go to on a date like that you felt comfortable at or would you kind of depending on the person you you would go right to different places it's a great question and I think for me it's a little bit different just because my whole community Mm -hmm. is in Somerville right Mm -hmm. and so it's like when when my uh, co-parent and I first separated, I was super sensitive about that. I didn't want to be out in Somerville with somebody else on a date and have that, you know, be a thing. Um, and I have kids. Um, so I was just, you know, I was trying to be mindful of that. And so mm-hmm. there was a little bit of like a buffer radius that I would <laughs> try to avoid. Okay. Um, but 
I will say that there is a place in Somerville that I think is like a perfect first date and it's called Bow Market. And Ooh. it's actually this really cool configuration. It used to be storage and horse stables for the police department in Somerville. So it's these little um, like stalls almost, like bigger than a stall, but oh, not I'm... quite a full blown size yeah. place. I'm looking and at it right now. A brewery and there's... Um, a pizza joint and there's a place that sells oysters and, the, and it's all it's almost like an outdoor food and shopping court but it's very enclosed and so you can sit outside and you have a choice of places to eat and place and things to drink um there's an awesome wine bar there called rebel rebel um which is owned by women and was recently acknowledged by james beard etc so oh, it's cool. a super cool little cultural um like enclave yeah and it's fun because you can sit outside it can be flexible you're not sort of trapped in at a table in a mm -hmm. restaurant um and it's absolutely 10 out of 10 people watching so i feel like <laughs> even if the date is a total flop you can at least people watch and you know enjoy yeah. sort of the scene but that environment for me has always been i think an optimal um first meetup is where personally preferably i just love sitting outside being able to see the street life it does make me feel just a tiny bit safer just mm -hmm. because um you know i just feel like i'm a little bit more connected to the people around me um but also i love the idea of having a choice of like what you want to eat and drink um because that's a little bit of a personality test frankly it's <laughs> like if somebody either gets overwhelmed by that or they you know can't make the ordering system work and like how they react to that is very telling <laughs> i love that and i'm also like of course it's a like old stable like boston yeah. has the most random like oh this used to be a, a shovel factory and now it's a brewery yeah, like no but it's this so looks random. super cool and i feel it's giving me like um time out market vibes but not yes. as overwhelming and like you said yeah, it's I open and so yeah, this is a quiet, a little bit of a quieter, uh, kinder, gentler environment. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out because now that I have more time, like Somerville for me is just a hike. But if yeah, I can do a, a day up there, like it's yeah, and for something like that, that looks super cool. So thank yeah. you for for introducing that to me. Sure. <laughs> um, so I I want to kind of just close up with two questions. My two questions sure. I like to ask people. I'll ask the dating one first um is there like a piece of dating advice that you lived by when you were actively dating or wish you lived by so i think for me um i've really come to recognize that it is super important for me to find my uh you know date future partner whatever funny i mm. really need to find them funny and people can be funny in different ways like a super person a person that people think is super funny like i might not find them funny mm -hmm. um i think that honestly for me is like a, the first level of a litmus test where it's like how much did i laugh when i was with them mm -hmm. and if it was zero times it's like okay next. <laughs> it's not doesn't make them a bad person it's just that our sense of humor doesn't match well mm -hmm. um and actually it's something that i super appreciate about my co-parent is that and it, of course, it's why we got married in the first place, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, I, he's funny. He's genuinely funny. Yeah. I just, I feel like he set the bar really high. So. <laughs> You're like, good luck to everyone else. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
And then what is something that you're really excited about right now? Well, um, I'm pretty excited about this relationship that I'm in. Um, again, it's been about, I think, 15 months or so. So I always had this theory that it was like, if you've made it three weeks, you'll probably make it three months. If you've made it three months, you'll probably make it a year, mm -hmm. right? And if you've made it a year, it's like, okay, what, like, it's going well. Yeah. What's the next step? Um, so um, I have two teenagers. She actually has three kids. Um, and so kids are, are actually a super big part of, obviously, our lives. Mm -hmm. And it does, it changes the landscape quite a bit, you know? And it's, if you were just two single people, I think all you, all you needed to worry about were yourselves. Um, it's a, it's a whole different journey, but I'm pretty excited about it. And I'm excited to see where it leads. Um, she is super funny and, um, yeah, we're having a great time and, uh, I'm pretty psyched about it. I'm excited for you. And I love, I love that <laughs> you met on the app that you oh my were like, against. so when people say like, Oh, how did you guys meet? I'm always like, okay. Funny story. <laughs> Before I say on Tinder. <laughs> yes. But I, I love that. That's so funny. And like you did go out of your comfort zone and it worked. Yes. Yes. So yes. sometimes and it's I worth guess it. Maybe that's a parting piece of advice. Yeah. Is don't be afraid to leave your comfort zone because that's really where the good stuff happens. Mm -hmm. I love that. So yeah. do you want to tell everyone just one more time where to find Black Book and if you, you know, want to tell yeah. them where to find you? Yes, absolutely. So um, again, I'm Sherry Ruain, R-U-A-N-E, and it's C-H-E-R-I. There's like 27 ways to spell <laughs> Sherry. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn, very easily findable. But um, Black Book, which is Black Book, one word, and the A is the at sign, is searchable on the app stores, spelled that way. Again, there's like a lot of different things called Black Book, but mm -hmm. this one is the match tracking app. Um, and you can find the website that has places to download the app at uh, www.blckbkapp.com. So it's Black Book with No Vowels, app.com. Uh, that's a little cumbersome, but it, it is what it is. You know, when you're trying to set up a small business, it's like, oh my God, what websites are available? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if anybody does download it and give it a whirl, um, I would love feedback. You know, I'm, I'm getting a ton of good feedback from people that are on it now, and I'm committed to making it better. Um, I'm actually going to be in a book coming up about oh, wow. money and businesses that were started in the pandemic that's coming out this winter slash spring. So I'm in it at least until the book drops. That's awesome. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully have enough users by then to really start to get some critical mass and figure out um, maybe how to at least get it to pay for itself. Well, I'll definitely link it in the show notes and everything. Um, and I would love to, to put it on my podcast or my Instagram for the podcast. Yeah. If that's cool with you. That would be amazing. Yeah. Thank you. No. And I'm Sherry. Thank you so much for reaching out and coming on. I, I have loved talking to you and we yeah. definitely should hang out sometime. Absolutely. I'm so Please down. Keep in touch. Yeah, um, for yeah, sure. This has been really fun. Thanks for giving me the time and space. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'd love to stay connected. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. It's you beautiful too. out. It's not like 
a million degrees, which is nice. (laughs) So we'll take advantage of that. (laughs) Yes, let's leave window before tomorrow when it's 90. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sherry, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye.